Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey there, relationship ghosters and Craigslist posters. This is Billy Proceed, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, 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 everybody. How you doing? Welcome back to the show. Uh, I'm your host, comedian Billy Persida. And if you're not aware, this is the podcast where every week I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, sexuality, and love. However, this week's guest is not one of my uh, previous romantic endeavors. Uh, this, uh, this week's guest is special. Her name is Soraya, and she is a professional dick pic taker. Yeah. You may remember that from uh, from Nikki's three P episode uh, a while back. We we were talk we mentioned this woman, and I'm glad to finally be able to bring her to you. And we'll I'll tell you plenty more about Soraya in a bit. But first, uh, I want to tell you guys that on November 18th, I will be at the Creek and the Cave in Long Island City, Queens, for the 8 p.m. show. That is a free comedy show. So if you want to see me do some live stand up comedy, you can come on out to the Creek. And uh, you know what? I want to do this early on in the show. It's one of my favorite parts of the intro. I want to do the impersonal Patreon. Thank you, Roll Call. Yeah! This is the part of the show where I like to thank everyone individually who supports the podcast on Patreon. It means so much to me that uh, you find people consume this free podcast and say, you know what? Uh, Free no more. I'm going to cough up a few shekels for this kind man giving me uh, an hour of content every week for my ear holes. So thank you right now so much to Holly F., Christina D., Alexandra V., Andrew R., Madeline B., Sarah B., no relation, uh, Megan N. Part 1, Jazzo, Nellie H., Prickly Peach, Sean B., Megan N. Part 2, because there's two of them, and I don't know how else to differentiate, uh, <laughs> Lauren A., Dave K., Anna Superslut, Jennifer C., Jeff C., Ramon F., Justin C., Dervla, Lawrence B., Jeffrey J., Greg A., Ed B., S. B., Sarah S., and what's your last name, Lance? Thank you all so much for contributing to the show, and you too can support the Man Whore Podcast and receive a slew of great rewards. Uh, You can contribute as little as 25 cents a month. Fuck it, as little as a dollar a month. Why am I selling myself short, right? As little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel it at any time. To do so, just go to patreon.com slash podcast, Or you can just go to manwhorepod.com and click the Patreon banner on the side. Uh, and while we're mentioning manwhorepod.com, that's really your one stop for uh, really any info that you need. And if you want show notes, uh, look at the blog, you want to see some pictures, uh, you want an idea of the reading list, I would recommend to you, you can get on my mailing list, you can buy some merchandise, we got iPhone cases, we got tote bags, t-shirts, we got a lot of stuff over on the website, people, go check it out. Almost as importantly, uh, get yourselves on that mailing list, you'll be the first ones to find out any exciting new updates about this show. All right, we got the, the, the selling done. That was pretty painless. Uh, Here's another group of people I want to say thank you to. Uh, As you all remember from last week, I was getting trolled, a little troll brigade on the iTunes reviews by by a lot of asexual people who were mad about that episode. 
to the point that they didn't even listen to the episode. They were just told to be mad about it, and they were also told to leave shitty reviews. And uh, you guys followed through. You came through for me, and I appreciate it. Uh, coming on in and leaving some more reviews so that uh, these trolls cannot overtake our iTunes page. Because it really, this is our show. I mean, it's mostly mine, but like you guys can feel like you have a piece of it. And that part of it should not get overrun by people who do not even consume the podcast. So thank you all for leaving such nice reviews, nice, honest reviews. Because again, I, I didn't mind if they left shitty reviews, if they listened to the show. But you know, when you read the reviews, uh, you were like, clearly they've never listened. I mean, they were calling me racist, of all things. <laughs> I was like, we don't even talk about race on the show. It's crazy, crazy people. Um, I've got something fun for you all to check out. If you go uh, check out the show notes, I was featured in a couple of AskMen.com articles. Uh, most recently, I've been quoted on uh, my suggestions for first-time hookup sex positions. So if you've ever wondered, like, okay, you know, it's our first time doing it, should we do the reverse double-doggy Bronco Buster? You know, I would advise to keep it simple, stupid. And uh, you can see my recommend. Apparently, I'm an authority on doggy style, according to this article. So go to manwhorepot.com or check out the show notes Go to askmen.com, any of those things, and you can see the article. You'll see them quote me and my tips and suggestions. Before we get to our amazing guest, uh, I want to talk briefly about something that I read that upset me. Uh, you know, we, we think that the homophobes are just down in the South. We think that they're pretty much beaten and that there's not much more they can do to the gays. Uh, and to that, I say, ooh. You spoke too soon. Uh, out in Hawaii, a lesbian couple, um, this, this lesbian couple, they've been dating like two and a half years. They're suing the Honolulu Police Department for absurd misconduct. Yo, what ha happened was the, this couple was on vacation in Hawaii. Vacation in Hawaii. And on their second day, they go to like a food grocery store place. And they're being playful. They're young. They're in like their 20s. And, they're, and you know, so they're, they're dancing around. They're enjoying themselves. They're smiling. They're holding hands, kissing each other on the cheek. And this off-duty police officer yells from across the store like, hey, cut that shit out. We don't want to see that. That's disgusting. Take that somewhere else. And uh, they kind of ignored him. They were like, oh, you know, whatever. It's just a hater. This is America. It happens. But apparently they kept holding hands to the checkout and the guy follows them. And then like is demanding that they leave. So the one of the girls, Courtney Wilson, she she dials. She calls the cops. She's like, Cause I don't know. She doesn't know who this guy is. She calls the cops and then this guy grabs her. And and then in this whole scuffle, like he grabs her, so the girlfriend tries to get him off, and then he punches them, and then the store, and then he starts ordering. He's an he's an you know he's in uniform, so he's ordering people in the store to come hold help hold them down. They have to post bail. Remember, they're not in their hometown; they're in a entire they're across an ocean in Hawaii, and so they post bail with the little money they had left for the vacation, and they're. Part of being on bail is they had to stay. They couldn't leave Hawaii until the case was over. 
And it took them five months to even drop the case. So they were just stuck in Hawaii. They had to like, one found a waitressing job, one found a job as a bartender. They had to do what they could just to not be homeless in Hawaii while they waited for their case to go through. Because they were, they got arrested for assaulting a police officer, which is a felony. And this all started because they were just holding two, two lesbians were kissing. I mean, how are you even mad about that? You're a police officer in Hawaii. It's the gayest state in the country. All right. Even your most masculine dude in Hawaii is still wearing a necklace made of flower petals. Jesus. When are homophobics going to stop acting like Confederates after the Civil War? It's like, dude, you lost. Love won. Now, if the lesbians make you feel weird, why don't you step out the side? So all us straight and by guys over here can enjoy the view. Because we would rather you not stop the women from making out in public. Okay? It's not something we get to look at terribly often without paying for it. So, ugh. So just remember, you know, when, when you think that shit, you know, racism dead or homophobia is dead, or if you assign it to a certain portion of the country that you don't live in, think again. It still lives and breathes wherever you are. But rest assured, it will slowly die out each generation. Because right now, these old dudes in their 40s and 50s and whatever, they're going to they're gonna die out. And the generation below them, there's going to be less hateful people until they grow up and die. And then there'll be even less in the generation after that and the generation after that. Until eventually, we're just staring at someone who says, oh, fags are evil. And we're going to be like, dude, you guys are still around? I don't know. Shit's fucked up, people. Just wanted to make you aware of it. It's like, yeah, you guys, you know, the world's fucked up and we're all going to die someday. Now let's talk about dick pics. Yeah. Uh, so th- this week's guest is Soraya Dulbaz. I may have butchered that last name. Soraya is a uh, wonderful woman who is a professional photographer who specializes in dick pics. Actually, not just specializes, only takes dick pics. That is her job. She just had a uh, major gallery show here in New York City. And what she does is she dresses up these penises in little outfits. She gives them some character, a little bit of attitude. And then she takes these uh, these photographs. And I thought that's hilarious. Because so many times I've thought, wow, man, these dick, my dick pics need a little sprucing up. I feel like I'm starting to take the same angle over and over again. I feel like it's not really doing anything special. Sometimes when a girl asks, sometimes girls will ask me like, hey, I want to see your cock. I'm like, dude, just Google white guy average dick. It's going to look like that. I promise. Except it may or may not have my big inner thighs. But Soraya, she makes the dick special because she's a fan of the dicks, people. She is a big fan and she wants to uh, show everyone how, how amazing cocks can be. I think you're all going to enjoy her thoroughly. And uh, uh, make sure you go ahead and check out her work at DictureGallery.com. That's D-I-C-T-U-R-E gallery.com. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a wonderful conversation about dicks and balls, but mostly dicks. Dick pics. Dick pics. Dick, what on, I, I don't mean to jump right into it, but what on earth caused you to say, like, I want to take dick pics professionally? Because well, <laughs> these are like high grade we talked about them earlier on the show a few weeks ago with Nikki, but like these are insanely high production dick pics. 
I'm looking yeah. at a dick pic in a hoodie, like right now. It's insane. <laughs> well, first and foremost, I'm a dick fan. Okay. And I think that the concept of dick pics is really funny. The uh-huh. fact that men try to impress you with dick pics, I think, is really funny. And I realize that there's not a lot of good ones out there. Mm-hmm. And I could take really great dick pics and make people laugh and maybe educate men on how to take better ones. Was that like something you already knew how to do before you were like starting a gallery for them? Was that <laughs> like, did you give tips to friends? Uh, were they like, yo, Soraya, like help me out. Like get, what's the good angle? What do I need? Um, I didn't become an expert at it until I started taking the pictures. Uh-huh. Um, the idea came from, a couple of really great dick pics that had, and you know, there's variables to a great dick pic. Right. Camera angle, lighting, boner quality. Okay. You know, there's a lot, there's, there's a few variables. And so. I've never thought about it even to that extent. I was just like. You, you really should. <laughs> you really should. Um, reverse camera is a really good dick pic because the dick is focused and center. Uh-huh. And you're blurry in the background, and just by tapping on your phone, depending on what kind of are phone we talking? You have. We're talking like handheld ones, right? Yeah, like a, like a selfie. Like, like I've always selfie. I've always found that like the undercarriage, like this angle, is like the best. That as was always the most flattering one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm not yeah. a monster. You know, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, who are we talking to? Uh, no, I, I think the the earliest dick pic I have, I think I may still have it somewhere on a computer, but I think it's like a down a down angle, and my face is kind of way hidden by the head. But I've yeah. got like both heads in it. And like And it looks massive. Your real head <laughs> looks really small and blurry and yeah. the dick is in focus. And lighting is really important too. And um so getting, you know, between me and my girlfriends getting a bunch of different dick pics, mm. I realized some of them are really good and the guy spent a lot of time taking it and pretend potentially he took maybe 20 or 30 before he sent that one. So I was like, wow, like what if I took dick pics? Mm. And I had a Canon line around, so I was like, I think I will. And, you know, one trip to Walmart, and I walked by a Ken doll, and I picked it up, and then I started collecting costumes, and I thought, you know, it would be really great if dicks had a personality of their own. And so I started creating outfits, and then friends came forward, and they were like, oh, my God, you got to shoot Joe. Like, he's got a great dick. I just started seeing this guy, Uh. and he would love to do this. He sends me so many dick pics. And so I had models lined up. So you were taking dick pics for your friends' partners? I was taking them for my gallery. Right. But the models were my friends' boyfriends. Right. Yeah. That's fun. But, but I, needed, <laughs> I needed the friend there too to... Um, to help. Uh, to fluff. get to fluff, to get them ready. To fluff. Yeah. And to like mate, like for erection maintenance and all Nobody that Nobody wants a soft... A soft dick pic, no. limp dick pics. You it just no. doesn't. It doesn't hold a jacket up. It's not funny. <laughs> it's not sexy. It's just sad and droopy. It's just all like now. There is like the post sex dick soft dick pic. I think actually could look pretty hot when you still have like a good hang, like some blood flow going. Maybe I've, like a light I, light chub. He, your husband's not in his head. It's like we know <laughs> what we're talking about. I have one. I have one nude photo of myself that like. Uh, I just finished having sex. She had like a, a full length mirror next to her bed and she went up to go to the bathroom and then I got up and this is like within a minute of finishing and I'm just looking at myself and I was like, I look good. I just lost weight and I still had a real good hang going. Like it was, <laughs> it looked, it was at like hard length, but 
down. Yeah. Yeah. That, that the picture's never getting deleted. <laughs> That's with me for life. That's I don't know awesome. if I ever mimic it. It's uh <laughs> That's awesome. I never thought to photograph a chub. My whole thing was to like right. get the But you want the post come uh chub. You don't want the like on its way up. You yeah, want yeah, on the yeah. way down. On the yeah. way down. That's the good one. Right. That's the good one. The other one get a lot of false starts. <laughs> you know what? I it won't hold a jacket up, but it could potentially handle Hat and glasses. Hat and glasses. Uh, Mustache. Little the little uh, jiggly eyeballs. Yeah. You can put it on there. Some paint, maybe. Yeah. yeah. There, there's there's possibilities. Definitely. Yeah. There's <laughs> some there's just some great ideas. I'll definitely have to incorporate that. So so how long have you been taking dick pics? Just about two years. Two years. Okay. Yeah. Now how long have you guys been married? So and so you were married, and I'm I'm gonna tell them. And then wait, how long have you guys been? Like, uh, we've been together just over two years, and we've okay. been married for a year and a half. Okay, and and how's he been feeling about the dick pic stuff, or is that how you met him? No, actually, <laughs> I was really scared to tell him about the project because yeah. it was an issue for past relationships, mm. um, and so I decided to tell him pretty early on that this is my art project, and you know, what do you think of it? And he was like, "I think it's genius. I think that's so funny." Um, and I said, you don't have a problem with it. And he's like, no, I think it's really great. I think you should totally work on it. Yeah. And, and you've always been doing photography? No. Oh. I'm like the Madonna oh, of photography. Oh, really? Okay, so this is... I, this I was don't like know your what entry. I'm doing. All right. I have no idea what I'm doing. Wait, does Madonna really... not know what she's doing? Because I don't know. Well, this is the thing. Madonna's not the greatest singer, but she had something to say. Okay. Right? And I'm you've... not a great photographer, but I got something to say. And what you got to say is, yo, I like dicks. And I, I think and dicks are should, beautiful. <laughs> and dicks are beautiful, and you should dress them up for photos. All right. What's your so? What's your favorite outfit you've done so far? I'm a big fan of Dicky Minaj. Dicky Minaj, which is one of my new characters. I just, I really a enjoy dick, a dick in drag. Yeah, the cross dressing of the dick. That's that's a whole different level. Yeah. You're you're thinking on different you know wavelengths right now with and that. You wouldn't believe how many more options I have with Barbie clothes. With Barbie clothes, oh Christ! Versus Ken, what's oh coming? God. What's coming up now? What's coming up next? It's the next. Um, or what's one that you like really wanted to do and just couldn't for some for whatever reason? Well, I, I'm doing a bride. You're doing a bride with like a veil and like a full wedding dress and everything. Is there going to be a groom? No. Yeah, there'll yeah. be a groom. Yeah. So, okay, that's cute. Yeah. But I really want to do like a bride and bride and do a groom and groom as well, just to explore that. Be all inclusive. Yeah. yeah and I, I would <laughs> really love to shoot a gay couple who would fluff each other. And that way I could get two dicks in one shot. Okay. I still haven't come across that. I seem to keep meeting really conservative gay guys. Really? Yeah. This is New York City. I know. Help Our me conservative out. gay guys still put like the most liberal one from Nebraska to shame. You know? <laughs> Like these are we've got the biggest queens in the country next to like San Francisco. They're I would the best. love to meet them. Oh, come on, come on down to West Village. I will find you some gay guys who will let you uh, take their dick pics. I'm pretty sure. I would love it, and it would make the whole fluffing thing so much easier too, because they just fluff each other. All right, yeah. Now, now, why not? Why not balls? How, why, that, I see. That's where I think the real challenge is: mm-hmm. making the balls look beautiful. Balls are the plus size models of dick pic photography. um i don't know as a as a woman and maybe this is just my taste i would let other women speak for themselves but 
I don't think balls are that sexy. Mm-hmm. Like, but then wouldn't it be a challenge to make them sexy, to find a way? I mean, I haven't thought of it yet. I don't know how you could. Mm. And a lot of people are always like, are you going to do something with balls? Are you going to do something with vaginas? What about tits? And I'm like, you know what? Why spread myself thin? <laughs> I dress up penises. This is what I do. This is what I'm going to specialize in. Um, I have met a lot of people who have survived testicular cancer, and they've asked me if I could do something with the one nut. Yeah. And I'm absolutely stumped. I can't think of anything. Hmm. Because it's hard to dress it up. I mean, we could try and do some funny stuff with body paints. Okay. But, I mean, or it could be like the nose of a face, but then it's really tough to separate it from the dick and just photograph a single nut. Yeah, that dick's always getting in the way. He's yeah. just like, like a big big old star just wants to get, wants the spotlight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Overshadowing the nut, the one nut. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> uh, how's the family feel about this? Because you are of a of a well, you're, Iranian, yeah, and then you're also Canadian, so you're like I'm you're you're all sorts of things going on right now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my husband is Israeli. Okay. Yeah, we're very international here. My mom actually thinks that this whole dick pic thing is a feminist movement. Good. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's really like she doesn't want to see them. <laughs> but she wants to talk about like the gallery and the articles and the write-ups, and she's really proud. My, my I think my family's somewhat similar. They're like, I don't want, I don't want to hear about your orgy stuff. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to know. Sex is an uncomfortable conversation between kids and parents. I don't know. It's it's a uh, my sisters too. They don't want to. They don't want to hear. It's I I think with family, I'm like, why does it have to be so weird? Why is it such a strange thing? I was at a dinner, going away to dinner for my sister because she's moving to San Fran tomorrow or today. And like a bunch of mid-20-somethings. But uh, my sister's one friend goes like, um, Billy, you know, what is your opinion on anal bleaching? And then we had like a discussion. This girl I've known since she was like, you know, seven. I love that. And uh, I gave her my opinion on what she should do because she was uh, de- she's debating. She's debating whether she's she debating should... whether or not she should bleach her asshole. Then we had that open conversation right next to everyone, and they're all looking. I was like, "What are you two doing? Like Billy, T, what are you doing?" <laughs> and we're like, "Well, we're just having a conversation. What you want us to talk about finance and like pretend we care about each other's jobs? No, we're talking about interesting things." Yeah, exactly. I think that. <laughs> you know, meeting different people and talking to different people about my project. Sex and dicks make a lot of people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. A lot of people, like, I think my demo is 18 to 40. And I think 40 is even pushing it a little bit. Anybody who's never sent or received a dick pic thinks Mm. this is really weird. If you're slightly religious, you think this is weird and you're uncomfortable with it. If you're insecure and you don't like your body and you don't like sex, you would think this is weird. Mm. And so... That's a lot of different people. But then you pack in, you know, most women, and I know I'll probably um, put my foot in my mouth with this, but like I'm talking like gold star lesbians would be the only ones who don't like cock. But most women, even some lesbians, like a little cock once in a while. (laughs) And even they use dildos and stuff. So you like the penis shape. Mm -hmm. And 100% of gay guys love cock. So Mm -hmm. like that's a lot of the population. Yeah, that's a good good chunk of people. Yeah. More than half of the world likes some cock in their life. Yeah. Uh, and even I can appreciate, um, you know, 
<laughs> you had the you had the Bradley Cooper dick one in the in the other set of stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you have one in a in a fucking police uniform. I love it. It's hilarious. Uh, I don't want to be there for the shoot, but otherwise, like these are great. I want like I want to. I can handle the uh, I can handle the the after of it. Yeah, the, the, it's a dressed up cock. It's not in your mouth. Yeah. It's it's funny. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's hilarious. I think it's great. And uh, you also like seem to. And I like that, yeah, your mom said like it's a part of like a feminist movement, and I dig that. <laughs> you know, what's, what's feminist about this? So there's two parts to this. So on one side, so a lot of women would say that dick pics are sexual assaults, mm. as, you know, unsolicited dick pics, and a lot of women get unsolicited dick pics, and it's a modern-day flasher. Right. And so women feel violated when they get one. I never, ever saw it that way. Mm. I always thought this is so funny and this guy is, he, this is the same type of self-objectification women have been doing forever. He's exposing himself mm. to please me, to impress me. I think that's great, but it's also really funny that right. he thinks I'm going to get turned on or I'm going to show up to the date faster or, you know, He's trying to entice me in some way. Like a premature dick pic is a sure way to ruin a relationship. Absolutely. And so by dressing it up, I think a lot of women feel like I'm taking the power back mm -hmm. and making fun of masculinity and something super serious as dicks. The ridiculous shit that we do that we think is uh, is a good thing. Yeah. So like I think women see it as like this feminist thing that, you know. I'm making fun of dick pics and I'm taking the power back. And in some ways I am. Good. But on the flip side, I think I'm celebrating penises and putting them back on the map and saying, hey, dicks are great. They make us feel good. Let's look at them in a new light. Okay. They I have a bad rep. We, yeah. Well, dicks, we've done like a lot of bad things. I don't know if you've read any history book, but like we kind of fucked shit up. <laughs> and like that's our bad. But yeah. This is kind of like a PR move for Dick. It's like you know, no, no, no. They're they're funny. They're they're not so serious. They're not gonna like rape and kill you. They're not gonna take your jobs. Fine. Yeah, I might be rebranding the Dick. Rebranding Dick. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. That's that's the tagline. <laughs> Soraya, <laughs> rebranding Dick. Rebranding Dick. I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> so, um, you know, people see your work and they they're obviously gonna. It's inherently sexual because it's a sexual you know member. Um, so like, are you, do you consider yourself like also like a sexual person? I'm pretty sexual and liberal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. My husband and I have a great sex life. Yeah. High five, dude. Air five. Cool. Um, wait, so how'd you two meet? We met at a course that we were both in about seven years ago and we were friends for a long time and we were never single at the same time until 2013. Okay. And then we had dinner one September evening in 2013 and sparks flew and we started dating three months into it. He proposed three months after wow. that we were married. Fucking mazel there. Wow. Yeah. The, uh, the, 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 uh, always talked about like, Oh, well we were just friends for forever and then fell in love. And, yeah. and he never sent you an unsolicited dick pic. I bet. Right. He asked first, he's like, Hey, may I send you a dick pic? He's not in his head. He he's asked like, yeah. me. But once we slept together, he did send it to me without me asking for it. Mm. And I was grateful. You were great? Yeah, because we already slept together and we were in a long distance relationship. So it was super hot. And like, that's what kept us going. All right. Now I got to say, how was his, how, on his dick pic 
not not to say I'm not crude. I'm not going to say how you would bet. But how was his dick pic taking technique? He's, Did you say like, listen? I mean, I appreciate the effort, but like, here's some here's some notes. I mean, he knew what my work was about before he started sending me dick pics. And I don't know if he was a dick pic sender before. Were you? Oh, yeah. 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 You were a dick pic sender? For as long, whenever he got a cell phone, you know. Um, <laughs> but he was really good. He was really good. The, yep. the, I mean, I he was sending me like dick video. All right. Yeah. I mean, we've all sent some dick video, but like what made what made him stand out? What makes... What makes a good, like if you're telling people, you say angles and stuff, lighting, but like what's, what makes a good dick pic um, so for the dicks who are listening? So a really good POV <laughs> shot is a classic one. Mm-hmm. Um, We're talking about the look down? Yeah. yeah. Point of view. Um, and, you know, the reverse camera is really good, but lighting, firmness, mm-hmm. and focus is really great. Like, make sure it's not blurry. And also, have a look around. Like, are your socks in the background? Like, are you on the can? Like, make sure the the room is clean because women will look at the dick pic and they'll notice everything. <laughs> like, my that, husband used to send me a That's the woman thing. Pic. It's like, it's a great dick, but I mean, there's socks on the... Come on. Clean up your room. What <laughs> exactly. are you doing? You are 29 years old. Get, put yourself together. Like, Come you on. couldn't find a clean corner? <laughs> like, my husband would send me a dick pic and I would be like... Is that a new watch? (laughs) (laughs) Just focus on all the wrong things. Well, you just notice everything. Like that's women are detail oriented and we notice everything. Woman could send me a a, a nude photo and there's someone's getting their head cut off, sawed off of them behind her. I wouldn't notice probably. (laughs) No. I'd be like, it's great tits. What's going on back there? I don't care. It's fine. We operate differently. <laughs> um, do, and now, do you think that's like a really like set, like uh, we definitely operate differently type of thing? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think men think that we're just like you guys in the sense that if you were about to go on a date with a girl and she sent you a picture of her vagina before your first date, you'd be like, oh my God, it's on. I can't wait to see her. Mm-hmm. Whereas... If we got a dick pic before the date, we would cancel that dick. We would cancel that date. Yeah. Because you're like, you're scared. What's this guy's intention? Like, where is this even going? We haven't even Mm. had a meal yet. Yeah. So I think the timing of the dick pic is the most important factor. Like, huge factor. Outside of firmness, lighting, all that aside, the timing of it. Make sure you've already been intimate. And also, once you start sending dick pics, check the time of the day. Like, <laughs> if you're sending it at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and you're at work, mm. why the hell is your dick hard at work? I was also going to say, like, can't really enjoy it at work. I had someone, like, she DM'd me tits in the afternoon on a week, on Monday. And I'm just like, listen, these are great. But, like, I'm on a Big Mac screen in my office. And, uh, you know, I, just give me a warning. Just say, don't open yeah. this at work. Yeah, you, the timing is key. Or like if you're out with your friends and then you, you're like you're in a bathroom stall and you send her a dick pic. Mm. Why is your dick hard when you're out with your friends? You know, like so just timing is key. So key. So key. Yeah. You don't want you don't want to fuck that up. I mean, look at Anthony Weiner, you know, that's. But timed correctly, dick pics are really enjoyable. They can be a really nice way to put a smile on your partner's face. It could be an amazing way to keep a relationship hot, whether, you know, you live really far away or you live next door. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you said uh, you guys did long distance. Like, how how long was distance? 
I mean, I was living in Toronto. You were in Toronto, mm-hmm. and then he was here. Yeah. So why? <laughs> why? Why do I just? Uh, I mean, obviously, it worked for you guys, and that's great, and, and that's awesome. I just, uh, man, that is such a. I did it once. I did it in college, and I knew that was like not for me. And long distance is tough, and it usually doesn't work. It's just so difficult. Like, how how do you guys keep it going? So Toronto's an hour flight. Okay. From here. Yeah. Um, we saw each other every two to three weeks, mm-hmm. and we just had a bunch of trips lined up. So he came to Toronto, then we went to Jamaica, then I came to New York, mm-hmm. and then we went to Philly, and then we were just traveling around. And we got to spend a lot of time together, and he proposed really early on. Yeah, three months. Yeah. But, I mean, we're in our 30s. We knew what we Mm. wanted, and why waste time? And from the get-go, I I was like, I don't have, like, three years to keep it casual. So, like, I... I've achieved certain things in my life and I want to have children and I don't Mm. have a lot of time. So if that scares the shit out of you, please let me know now so we don't have to go further. And he was like, no, kids are cool. And he was like one of the first guys that I dated who didn't get scared from the baby conversation Mm. because he was into it. And that's something I bring up all the time. Right, but like, you know, you said like you didn't have three three years to keep it casual, but isn't there something to be said for like having three years to like seriously date and test this no i also come from a place of i don't know because i haven't been in a relationship since i was 19 so i'm this is more of just me doing research for myself so we felt that it was important to make the commitment in the height of our romance Mm -hmm. so that we would deal with issues differently because we already have a commitment in place so and what do you mean by that so we got engaged three months into dating, and three months after that, we were married, and we hadn't even lived together. Mm. The issues that would come up that normally you want to test out, like living together, compatibility, all kinds of things like Cleanliness, that. Cleanliness, does he yeah. keep the seat up or down? Yeah. Yeah, like all that stuff seemed really petty because we were already married. Okay. You know? So like any fights or any disagreements seemed petty because we were in this for life whereas i feel like when you're dating and keeping it casual anything could make you throw in the towel i mean with the casual stuff sure because it's casual like it has no stakes you could be like this is just sex we can dump it but like yeah. someone you're seriously dating you know it's i don't think it's so it's so quick to just I throw think it people away test drive for too long okay people test drive for a long time and you give yourself a lot of room you know, and I, and you know, we started dating when I was 33. I've dated a bunch of people. Yeah. I had a ton of short term relationships. Sure. Um, but I knew that I was ready for the real thing. And, you know, as women, it's stupid. We, you know, we check off boxes and he checked off all the boxes. Yeah. And I was like, I'm in. Yeah, that's so strange. What is up with the checking boxes thing? I mean, what's stupid? Isn't there something to be said for like, hey, you got a seven out of 10? That's that passes. No, it's like, does he have a good family? Does he have a good job? Does he like his jobs? Does he have a good social life? Does he, is he active? Is he healthy? Does he have any addictions? You know, like there's all these things. So what's different about him than like all those other short-term relationships? Because as you say, you were like, you, so you seem to be like someone who maybe is like me, like you kind of know early on. Like I'm the type where I think I'm in love or not. Like I know if this is going to be a casual thing or I know if I want it to be more 
probably in the first like three weeks. I probably know early on. Yeah. Yeah. I usually give it 90 days to confirm, but within a month, it's you like know. most return policies. <laughs> yeah. I've seen 90 days on the bottom of a lot of receipts. <laughs> it only takes 90 days to really know. Mm-hmm. Um, what was different about him was that we saw life the same way mm-hmm. and we wanted the same things. And we were obviously, we were very connected and, you know, we had the same values. Romance was a big deal to him. It was a big deal to me. And we wanted the same life. So there was very little compromise. And I'd never, ever had that. I dated guys for all the wrong reasons. Like I would date this guy because I liked his accent, you know, like it was stupid. And I don't think I ever dated someone that was at my level until him. All right. Yeah. You have so many like abstract like ways of speaking. Just so many like, <laughs> well, he's on my level and like he has the things and this I feel. And I'm just like, yeah, but like give me things to write down. I'm trying to take notes. Um, you know, it's. He's, he seems like a great guy. I'm just, I'm. <laughs> he is a great yeah. guy. He's a fantastic human being and the greatest friend I've ever had. And I'm just fascinated at like the short term quickness of it. Like, uh, Because it's just so different from what I'm used to hearing. You got to believe in soulmates. Yeah. And it wasn't until... You believe in soulmates? It wasn't until I met him that I I believed in soulmates. What did you believe in before that? I thought you could have... I I didn't think that there was like one soulmate in life. I thought you could make it work with many different people. It was just a matter of the right timing and the right compatibility. And, you know, I, I thought there was like a lot of variables but there really isn't like Mm. you start dating someone and you see what they want out of life and what you want out of life. And either you want to make their dreams come true or you don't. There's not a lot of compromise there. And like, don't square peg round hole it. If you're not into it, just get out. And I think a lot of people get, take things personally, just because you're not compatible with someone or they're not compatible with you, it doesn't mm. mean that something's wrong with you. Right. It just means that there's not, it's not, not a right fit. Match. It's not a fit. Yeah. And so... There's some, some people like anal and some are like, that's just not for me. doesn't mean anyone's right or wrong. It just means yeah. like you guys aren't a fit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and some people are really into anal. Yeah. And like like this girl T last night, my, my sister's friend, who uh, insisted on talking about buttholes at a public dinner for <laughs> a while. <laughs> Like I was, like I was almost uncomfortable, you know. Like, and I'm like very comfortable. Was with there food it. on the table? Kind of. It was like a sushi joint. I was like, I wasn't oh, eating sushi and anal. Yeah, because after that, she's saying this. So, like, Billy, you know, like, um, why should I do anal? I'm like, I don't know. Do you want to? And then, and this, like, like I said, there's like several other kids in their 20s who are just like looking at us like open jawed, be like, why are you talking about? Well, this? if she's gonna bleach her <laughs> asshole. Some guy's going to put his dick in there. Well, she said that like he eats her asshole like nonstop. Uh, so now she was like, maybe I should give him a courtesy bleach. Yeah, that was like her thinking. Her thinking was like, um, I feel like maybe I want to do that. She was she wanted to know if like, do guys care? Um, should I do it for him? And I said, like, ultimately do it for yourself. Like me, I like my asshole to like always be fairly in a clean situation. It's usually shaven down. Like I, cause, and that's not even cause anyone's there. I just feel better. I feel cleaner that way. Yeah. So it's like, if you're going to feel cleaner, having a bleach, uh, do it. I told her ultimately you should just go ahead and do it once. And then, uh, if it was for you, cool. If not, it'll fade away and get all rusty and dark and brown and disgusting again. So <laughs> 
I mean, I feel like why fix something that's not broken? If this guy's eating out your asshole all the time, why are you going to go bleach it? Because like, it can't be pleasant bleaching your asshole. I have no idea the the procedure of that. I know Pam Anderson did it once, and like that's about all I know. Yeah, I saw um, Fat Jewish do it on an episode of his show one time. The the Fat Jew guy? Yeah. Ugh, that guy. He bleaches asshole on one of the episodes. There was a really good do- documentary series on I bet you he even stole that, too. I bet. <laughs> Someone else thought of a way more highbrow like, concept reason to do that on a camera and uh, he's just like, I'm just going to do it because I think it's fun. Fucking fat you, motherfucker. <laughs> You're not a fan. No, I mean, like, I know people. I have friends who he's stolen jokes from. Really? And yeah. he doesn't give credit to? No. He just does them. And then, and then now, um, ever since, like, all the fucking hype and all the shit that went down in uh, the, the, all the bad publicity, he's like, all right, fine, fine, fine. I'm going to credit everything. But what he's been doing, like, he's been crediting, like, brand new kind of fake accounts so like the tweet will be there and at that account it'll be right you know not credited and he'll be like well i'm just crediting that guy if he stole it but really it's like he made that account or his interns made that account right because he doesn't want to who give- interns for fat you like you can't how do you put that on a resume i don't understand so why does he do that because he doesn't want to give credit to the original because he doesn't want people to know that he doesn't create anything he doesn't He's not funny. Like I he's mean, he's a big reposter. That's what his whole thing is. Right, but when you're reposting and not giving credit, they just assume that he created it. Right. And I have, you know, like for example, like one of I know this guy, super funny comedian, Brett Druck. Everyone should go follow him. Um, super fucking funny. Really great joke writer. And he showed an example where like he, um, and it's not just Fat Joe. It's all these fucking joke aggregators. He put a he'll put a, like a status up on Facebook that's really really fucking funny. That'll get like maybe a thousand shares. Uh, if we're gonna me- not like in likes, if we're gonna measure in shares, so where right. it's like spread out, and a thousand shares. So maybe that's like a hundred thousand impressions at, at most. Somebody will steal that. One of these joke aggregators will, and they'll put it on their Facebook page, and it will get like a hundred thousand shares right. because they have like this mass yeah, following. following. Yeah. It'll get like a hundred thousand shares, millions of impressions, and and Brett here doesn't get any of the recognition from it. Right. No one knows to go that he's the funny guy. Um, this guy just seems like he's really creative. And now we want to give him, you know, a TV show or a fucking wine line or, you know, a book <laughs> deal. But then, like he gets a book deal and I bet you that book is going to be written by other people because he doesn't know or he's going to write it and it's going to be really bad because he doesn't create anything. Right. Um, you know? Yeah. There's. He, he's the type, he would, he would steal your dick pics and like, I took him. I'm brilliant. But no, you, know you, you are the brilliant dick pic taker. <laughs> I encourage people to take. People are always like, aren't you afraid someone's going to steal your idea? I encourage everyone. I created an app so you could dress up your dick pic. Oh, yes. I wanted, I wanted to talk about that app. I saw that uh, today. Uh, but I mean, but that's not stealing your idea. The idea, I'm talking about like your picture, like him taking this picture. I and encourage then just anybody and everybody to try and do it. It's really, really difficult getting mm-hmm. these dick pics. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, it's not as easy as you think it is. What's been your uh, hardest, uh, your, your biggest difficulty in a dick pic shoot? So I had this guy bring this random girl to the photo shoot because I guess the girl that he was seeing or whatever couldn't make the shoot last minute right. and I'd already rented the studio. So I was like, you know, you, I won't shoot you by yourself. You need to bring right. a fluffer with you. And so I guess he reached out to his group of friends and a friend of a friend was like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> and so who just says, all right, I guess I'll go like jerk some guy off 
I saw I his know. Facebook post and it was super heartfelt and he was like really reaching out. And But it says like there's a link to my website. So you can't confuse what I do. <laughs> right, right, right. And but so, like I'm talking about like him just saying being so like I really want to do this because like I think it's going to land me a threesome. So can someone please come jerk me off in front of this chick? Yeah, it, it's just like they, you know, he said that he wanted help with the photo shoot and, you know, please message me for details right. and whatever. And so this girl messaged him back, but they met each other at the studio. That's so. So that was like the first red flag. And I was like, all right, you know what? Let's just get into it. So I laid out the costumes and I was like, okay, so you gotta, you gotta warm this up. And so she wasn't really getting into it. And so. She asked me for hand lotion and she gave him the saddest hand job I've ever witnessed. Oh, sad <laughs> and, hand job. And so she <laughs> grabs a hand lotion, she rubs her hands together, and then she, with a flat hand on top of his dick, starts stroking it back and forth. Just like rubbing it. Just just stroking it flat hand. And I'm like, honey, you gotta grip that. And I <laughs> wanted to ask her, and like, have you given a hand job? Like, how'd you get through high school? Like <laughs> Like, it, w- you know how to give a hand job. Like, at the very least, you've seen one, on, like, online. Anyway, so then I'm on a chair with my camera waiting for. You're looking probably opt- just as bored as she's looked. And, like, I'm on a chair. Like, I'm waiting for the optimal boner time to, yeah. you know, take my photo. This girl's giving a sad hand job. He's, like, rolling his eyes. And after a certain point, he gets uncomfortable and he's like, do you want to suck it? Hey, she, maybe, maybe, maybe a little blowjob. Yeah. I know and you she, just met me, but, and there's a woman with a camera. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, I'm going to pass. <laughs> so I'm like, oh shit. Like how, where, where's, where are we going to go from here? So then he's like, all right, so. He's like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, why don't you, do you want to like watch some porn on your phone? And then I was like, but you can't like hold your phone in like, cause you need to hold the yeah. Bristol board underneath. And the what board? The Bristol board. What's a Bristol the, board? Like a white board underneath the dick. So he's like, he's like holding it up like this. Yeah. Okay. And so, and like, she's standing really close by. So I had this, I had laid out like all this fruit and chocolate and stuff for, you know, the shoot. And the you set the, set the mood. Yeah. Like yeah. snacks and stuff. I don't <laughs> want people to go hungry in a dick shoot. You don't, you don't just dress up dicks. You set ambiance. You're yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I had this idea that she should eat a banana really, really slowly and make a ton of eye contact. And so I. <laughs> So that's what she I'm, ended up doing. I'm uh, I'm about to get to see this this poor girl who <laughs> is like jerking off the stranger. Yeah, anyway. she she looks she looks like she's like the way she looks like if you're like standing too close to the subway track. You know, she's like looking like, <laughs> do I need to step back or not? Uh, I don't know where I'm at if I'm safe or not. Look how close his dick is to her mouth. And look and look how bad of a fake blowjob she's giving to that banana. Like I feel like she had zero sexual experience and she thought, you know what? I'll do this dick photo shoot. Maybe I'll meet a nice guy. Maybe I'll meet a nice guy. Yeah, maybe I'll meet a nice guy at the dick shoot. Oh my gosh. So we had to cut that shoot really short because 
Did he ever wait? But you have that to. That was a terrible flop. Don't don't hold us in suspense. Did he get hard? That's. <laughs> you know what? We had to break, and I was like, "Why don't you just go in the corner and warm it up? Throw this hat on, and let's just mm-hmm. get a couple of shots." And like, I think I only got like two pictures out of him. And did you end up using them, like yeah. workable shots? Yeah. Okay. They're okay. They're not the best, but they're okay. I want to know what the mindset of this guy where he was so obsessed, like, because he could have easily just been like, yeah, I'm sorry, like, we broke up and it's not going to work. Um, He wanted to do the shoot. Yeah, I want to know, like, what's this mindset? It was like, I need the ultimate dick pic. I need it done. I need it for my my first Tinder photo to share. He was like, I'm about this. I love your work. And... I want to be featured in your. Was next. he like oddly artistic? Where like he was maybe a little too into the art. I don't know. Actually, I didn't or know like too was, much about him. I was trying to. I'm trying to get an idea of like if he's like a little too obsessed with the art, or is he like secretly a little skeevy? Because you know what I mean by like a little too into the art, where he's just like, no, but like I must, I need to be a part of this. I think he really liked the idea of his dick hanging in a gallery. That, and like that's maybe some, at some point ending up on a plate at a bachelorette party. That's some like super macho shit. That's some like I need to like mark some territory. <laughs> he wanted to be desired. He wanted to be sexualized. That I get, and that's and that's the thing about the dick pics. Like I don't send unsolicited dick pics, and and when uh, a dick pic is solicited, I feel desired. That's hot to me. I like feeling desired. That's yeah. that's one of my big turnouts. I empathize with that. It's the part where you're like, yeah, like I can only get turned on if I can like picture everybody looking at my dick, just like hanging in a gallery. Yeah, I mean, it depends how much you like your dick and how much you want to spread the love. Like, I think that if I had a dick, I would probably do this project and I would want my dick in galleries and on plates and napkins. And if my dick would bring joy to other people, my God, snap it all day long. Yeah, but like that that's what I'm trying to say is like that takes a serious ego to think that like your cock will bring joy to millions unless you're like you know, a, a, a very popular male porn star. I cannot name any of the male porn stars, but. You know what? Like some of these dicks aren't even that big. Like look no, at no. what I'm saying. Oh, I'm not, I didn't say porn star in the sense of like uh, because of size. I meant porn star because it does the numbers. Oh, they are, right, they right, reach right, millions. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Hey, I'm not a, I'm not a size oh, king over okay, here. Okay. <laughs> okay. I thought you meant in certain, in, in terms of like having like a great big huge Oh, cock. I would not want a great big giant. I would want a great big giant cock for like a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I just like I'd want to I want to do it for the weekend, uh, maybe like a long weekend, like Columbus Day weekend. You know, like I, I like the full four days off. I'll I'll take a I'll take a vacation day on Friday, so I have that too. You know, yeah. um, and then give it back, give it a whirl. But then I'm like, nah, you know, you stay with you want to stay that like five to seven and a half. That's like a good. It's workable. It's not too much for someone. It's like the, it's like the, I like average is good. I don't know. You, you could still suggest anal. Yeah, absolutely. See, yeah, I had a, I had a swinger couple on and um, they're super hot, but he's hung like a fucking horse. And so she loves anal, but like, oh, she, she told, she Not told by him, she told a great story about like the first time they tried to do anal and how much it fucking hurt. Oh, I can imagine. Because it was just, the guy was massive. It was, uh, it was absurd baby's arm holding an apple it really was this guy um guys if you, if you want to know who i'm talking about go check out the swingers on uh, i think it's like episode 70 and 71 but jesus they were 
<laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't want the big one. I like I like where I'm at. I'm very comfortable with with my cock size. That's that brings a really good point about dick size and dick characteristics in my project. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted to shoot all kinds of different penises. Yeah, you do have show, a good variety. You've got to colors. Show variety. Yeah. And to make men feel okay about their penises. Mm. I saw many years ago, I saw this uh, vagina wall project in the UK. And yeah. this guy had taken a thousand clay molds of vaginas. Mm. And so it brought a certain level of acceptance for women and their vaginas because you saw how many different types there are. Yeah. And I feel like porn has kind of ruined that for people. It makes you think that only one type of vagina is okay or one type of penis is okay. And, you know, when you look at all those Greek gods and Statue of David, during those times, it was really, it was appropriate and sexy to have a small uncircumcised penis. Greeks loved a tiny cock. You know what the Greeks thought? This is like my one like historical fact tidbit <laughs> on dicks that I know. I'm just very excited that it's actually applicable in a conversation. Bring it. Uh, Greeks like tiny penises because they thought they were more fertile. That's so funny. The, the theory being that it would the semen would be fresher when it gets um, into the woman because it was traveling a shorter distance. That is so yeah. funny. Well, yeah. If you look at all those statues, they have really small penises. Yeah. And there was something. But they're also flaccid in those. You know, I mean. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm like I said. I'm okay, but like even if I'm, if we're super soft, it can be uh, mushroom cap and tip. That's it. <laughs> a lot of guys will think that you know, unless you're packing eight or nine inches, that your dick's small, mm-hmm. and it's really not. Not yeah. And it's totally normal to have a curved dick, a circumcised dick, an uncircumcised dick. All dicks are okay, and yeah. so I wanted to show variety and. And create a level of acceptance for male genitals. Yeah. I think what we're too caught up in that happens so much is like, is it normal? The whole normal thing that we're weird. Weird and normal are like the worst yeah. fucking words to ever bring into sexuality. Because exactly. if you go to like, um, do you are you on Reddit at all? Uh, I'm not. You're familiar though? I know what it is. So if you go to the, the R sex subreddit, almost every fucking question is like, is this normal? Is that weird? Like, should I? And every answer should very simply be like, there is no normal. It's only weird if you think it's weird and you should if you want. Like, yeah. Every, almost every answer that starts with those words can be answered with that. Do what feels good yeah. and find somebody who's into it. When did you get so comfortable with like uh, your, your sexuality and your openness? You know, even though my parents never talked to me about sex, I grew up in a, in a you know, liberal city um and there was sex education in grade eight Mm -hmm. and i always had a lot of girlfriends and we would discuss things you know women sit around and talk about how to give a proper blowjob and we share knowledge like that and i wish men would do that too Like like share like tips on like here's how you eat pussy like this is you know instead of being like oh i fuck this chick last weekend yeah but like jerome how did you fuck her yeah, like, I, like <laughs> exactly and like that's the difference between men and women i think we share knowledge and share information with each other and we're we're withholding it because like i want to be the only one to know so they'll all fuck me and or you just it's not comfortable to talk about technique right which is odd because like I've been in male circles like where we've like talked about like fingering our own assholes but like we won't talk about <laughs> 
But like, yeah, man, like I did, like I can only do one finger because like that's not gay. It's only gay if it's two fingers, right, guys? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I've seriously been in those circles of conversation on more than one occasion. I don't think I've ever been in a conversation like a, of serious non-comedian men because comedians like we'll talk about fucking anything yeah but like i've never been like with a bunch of non-comics talking about like oh well this is what i do i like to hold the hood up and no never happens how to please a woman it doesn't yeah. happen but you'd be like i don't know if you know how to be many fair, female I think, conversations happen around how to give a proper blowjob or you know how to be really great in bed right yeah no i've seen a lot of porno start that way it's like Jennifer, how do we give a proper blowjob? Well, here's a dick right here. Let's, uh, <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, it's very strange how like guys were so comfortable with the sexuality until a certain point. Yeah. We love sharing like that. We got laid. But we don't, not if you care about her. No, no, that, even that too. Sometimes, um, like, I mean, bragging like, yeah, no, Michelle. Yeah. We, but we fucked last night. We did it in the shower, but like, we don't want to talk about how we pleased her. That right. I find is odd. I I can imagine girls, and, and so the conversation of like you know wanting being proud of pleasing the man. It's like I made him come so hard. It was I I made him come so hard. He yelled, "Mom!" Just like it was so good. <laughs> I was so good at pleasing my partner. And I men we don't we don't do that. <clears throat> we never yeah. say like like we may be like yeah I made her come hard, but it's never like yeah you know I did this thing and that. And did you know that like women like this and that and the other? Like no guys don't talk about yeah. it. I like to think I got a shortcut sometimes because of hanging out with so many women and just and women. They tell you. Yeah, I got I got the inside scoop before That's women great. would even talk to me. Um, That's great. Yeah. You've got the upper hand. Yeah. So you think like sex ed and just like chatting with your friends got you to this like because like we have that here. It doesn't mean women in this country are fucking super comfortable. Well, and all also the time. I think I just kind of grew up confident, mm-hmm. and I think you know sex and sexuality the root of it is confidence. So if you're confident in your own skin, if you like yourself, then you're going to have good sex and you don't have problems talking about it. So I got, I got this email um, recently and I gave my version of an answer, but you bring this up. Her question was, how do I have a good sex life? I, I, I talk about body image a lot because I have really poor body image. I disordered eating in high school, blah, blah, blah. Um, sob story, sob story. But she, you know, so they're familiar with this. And she emails me saying like, well, how can I have a good and fulfilling sex life when I feel so badly about my body, when I'm so not confident? She loves sex, but like it has to be very particular because like she has to have the lights off and only in certain positions where she doesn't feel like he can see certain quote unquote imperfections, Right. That's so silly. And and so you say like, yeah, like I'm confident and so I'm having good sex because of this confidence. But like, what about when you're not confident? Because obviously the, like, the long-term answer is like, we well, have to do these things outside of the bedroom. But like, what's like a short-term fix for someone like that? Find somebody who's into you and who loves your body. That's like, if you're chubby, don't date guys that are into models. Right. Date guys that like a little meat on their women. Yeah. And let them go to town on your body and enjoy it. I think that, you know, you've heard this before. We're our own worst critic. Mm -hmm. And as women, you could be five pounds overweight and you look in the mirror and you feel disgusting. Whereas, like, I think most men don't have that issue. A guy could be like 20, 30 pounds (coughs) overweight and still feel really sexy for the most part. And that's actually, well, see, and that's, but that's where I'll differ with you. And it's just less talked about is like, 
we're not supposed to feel like, like we can feel like out of shape and I'm going to get to the gym, bro. But we're not supposed to be like, dude, man, I'm having trouble feeling sexy in bed because I've put on 15 pounds. Like that's not a comfort. That's not a thing that happens. There's no dove campaign you know, for the guys, for guys yeah. we still have to look at the shirtless Abercrombie boy whores on a big poster, but no one writes a Jezebel article about it. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And it's definitely a whole thing. I mean, uh, was it, I think it's two, it's one or two thirds, probably one, one, one third of teenage boys in this country have at some point like tried to regulate their body with, um, unsafe, unhealthy, like eating patterns. No way. But no one really talks about it often unless like i didn't even think that boys had that issue it's totally a thing totally a thing. i wrote i wrote a piece for exo jane um like a year and a half ago about like my experience with that in high school and i got so many comments and and emails and messages of either it wasn't as many men because not as many men read that site but so many women were saying my boyfriend this my husband struggled with that right. in high school he did this um yeah, like we guys, we want to feel sexy too. Yeah. The pro- the thing is, like now, mass media does say, like, oh, well, like there's a bigger range for guys to be sexy because if you're funny, that's sexy points. But the, in the real world, you know, we still we still have the same shit you guys want. Every we all want to look good to the people we get yeah, naked with. Of course, but find somebody who's into your body. Yeah. You know. So you have a you have a new app. Yep. Um, would you tell us a little bit about this. It's a it's a dick pic app. Yeah, so um, just to avoid all the red tape with the app stores, I decided to go with a web app. Okay. And it's on my website, DictureGallery.com. Dicture Gallery, that's spelled D-I-C-T-U-R-E, gallery? Yeah, gallery.com. And there's an app tab, and basically you follow the link and the instructions, and you could dress up your dick pics. So you basically take a picture of your dick. Take a good one. Take a good one. Or upload a previously good one. Yeah. And through clothing filters, you could put a hat, glasses, mustache, or a jacket on You can have your own Bradley Cocker. Exactly. (laughs) Then you can adjust the saturation and exposure. Then throw in a sepia or black and white filter on it. And then you can text or tweet or email it to someone. (laughs) From there. From there, yeah. I like that. Yeah, and it'll (laughs) send like a little link to someone and then they can see your picture. Or rather, dicture. Yeah, and uh, as time goes Dicture, on, that's, I think that's that's the term we should probably start adapting. Yeah, we should say stop saying dick pic. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, you know, as time goes by, I'll add new hats and new glasses and different mustaches and different jackets and give people a little bit more variety. And these are the free tools I'm giving people to take better dick pics. All right, okay. Yeah. And uh, and and what's on the horizon? Anything uh, people you you're excited about coming up? The next project. So I'm working on a few new pieces that I'm going to enter into uh, the Art Basel scene in Miami. Okay. Um, so I, that's going to be a surprise. And then I'm hoping to have another big show in February where I launch 24 more pictures. So by then I'll have 48 and it's a really good number for a coffee table book where I do some character a, development for each of these pictures. Oh, write a little story? Yeah, like a little story of like who this... Tell the story of the bad hand job. <laughs> no, like, like for example, Frank Salami. Uh-huh. Frank Salami is a retired mobster from Queens. He's paralyzed from the waist down, but you can't tell that in the picture. Right. Uh, he got shot in the back in 1989 in a restaurant. Damn. 
over a deal that went sour and he took somebody's brother out and they got him back. And as you can tell, he's a very well-dressed person and he wanted to do this shoot to let his enemies know that even though you broke me, I'm not dead. <laughs> and so that's why he's here. Um, Mr. Dickman, the high school teacher, is uh-huh. 46. He's got a couple of dogs that he takes really good care of. He's been in a couple of long-term relationships, but he can't, can't find the to, right girl. He can't find no. the right girl. And he's just coming out of the closet, which explains his poor fashion sense. <laughs> is that a thing? Is that like gay men? Like the fabulous fat? Is that a thing you inherit when you come out? You inherit when you come out of the closet? Be like, all right, congratulations. You're out and you're proud here. Uh, here are your wardrobe options. <laughs> I think they just start. <laughs> Giving a shit more. <laughs> I think that's why. That's really cool. I like Officer that. Officer <laughs> Hogster is 39. He lives in his mom's basement. He's a traffic cop and he'll always be a traffic cop. Um, I'm Bradley, rooting for him. Bradley Cocker is a player and a half. Oh, he, yeah. With one visit to our office, he fucked our receptionist and uh, and so on. And each You get of these- four more playing cards. <laughs> yeah and you totally. can throw you can throw in a vulva like as a joker oh my god i totally should that's a great oh, 100%, idea 100 i'd buy I'd, I'd be playing with those i'd bring those to the underground poker game and be like this is what we're playing with today guys <laughs> i could yeah. do four more i have a ton of pictures and a ton of costumes um so are you still shooting uh for for the next set yeah okay yeah. So if people in the greater New York area were like, want to be like, I need to be part of this art, I will sure. bring a happy hand job girl. <laughs> For sure. Um, um, could, can they reach out to you? You can email me at Soraya at DixtureGallery.com. And it's S O R A Y A at DixtureGallery.com. And uh, leave me your contact information. And, you know, the, you got to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You have to be comfortable getting a hand job or a blow job in front of me and my photo assistant, potentially right. a camera crew, depending on if we're including that in the documentary or not. Oh, you're doing a documentary? Yeah. Ah, that was a nice sly little slip in there. <laughs> oh, by the way, I got a little doc. Oh, okay. What, um, what's, what's the doc? We'll, we'll close on the doc. So That's exciting. I say, like, what's coming up? It's like documentary. You leave with documentary. That's... With all these plugs. <laughs> well, you know, listen, I know you're a busy woman. You got a lot of things going on. But, you know, with Netflix, they love the docs. It's uh, crazy. They love the docs. So it's a documentary about my work. And, you know, there's a gentleman by the name of Sofian Khan who created the documentary, which Ooh. I recommend everybody watch. And uh, he basically talks about the history of the penis. I reached out to him, showed him my project. <laughs> he really liked it. He filmed a couple of my shoots. And so, you know, we did a series of street interviews in New York where I hand people a postcard and ask if they recognize any of these. And it's really funny. How many people said yes? Like, I know that shaft. No, people were like, yeah, that's a Hasidic Jew. That's Waldo. Uh, That's my ex-boyfriend. That looks like Clint Eastwood. And then they're like, what's the point? And I was like, do you recognize the models? And then they take a closer look and they're blown away. And that that shock in their ha. face is so funny <laughs> when they finally realize it sticks. And some people are like, ew, that's so gross. And some people are like, why? And they ask you know, a bunch of follow-up questions. And so 
the doc will sort of cover the project in a few different angles. I'm interviewed, the models are interviewed, the fluffers are interviewed, the street interviews. Mm. So it's just like a full, it's not like a huge thing. It's a short doc that just explains the project. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. That's really great. Well, it seems like you have a lot of great stuff coming up and people should definitely uh, check out your website and be following you on the social medias or if you have a mailing list because uh, there seems to be a lot to keep up with. And you also have like great stuff to buy. She's got coats. She's got dick pic coasters, dick pic magnets. I'm all about it. I got calendars. It. I got cups and plates and napkins for bachelorette parties. Or if you just want to shock your friends next time you have them over for wine and cheese. Have um, you have you considered uh, dick pic condoms? No, I haven't. I'm I'm on the customized condom bandwagon. Are you? I recommend. Yeah, I'll show you later. <laughs> yeah, if you can recommend somebody who makes them, I we can we can chat about it. I think my branding and my logo definitely lends itself to that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, that's really great. Um, Soraya, thank you so much for for chit chatting with me. Thank you. And, uh, this yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's good times. Uh, so feel free to say goodbye to folks. Thank you for listening. I love sharing my project. Check out my website. Sign up for updates. I'll keep you posted on everything. And check out her dicks. <laughs> well i hope you all enjoyed soraya uh that was a wonderful conversation that is the most i've talked about dicks in one sitting in uh quite some time possibly ever <laughs> wow uh if you enjoyed obviously go check out her work dictionergallery.com go play with her web app dress up your own dicks dress up your man's dick all right, buy some of her merch. If you liked hearing her, uh, let her know on Twitter, at Dicture Gallery. And while you're on Twitter, obviously you should be following me, at the Billy Presida, and uh, use the hashtag, Podcast. You let me know what you think about the show. Obviously, if you want to email me something longer, maybe a comment, a question, maybe some booby pictures, you can do that at manwhorepod at gmail.com. Lastly, I do you know, hope you have a few dollars, a few shekels. I'd really appreciate the support. Uh, and by support, I mean money uh, for this free podcast I deliver to you. If you go to patreon.com slash man podcast, uh, means a whole lot to me. I like to think I have some fun treats for you if you contribute. So please go do that if you can. Otherwise, I uh, will hear you next week. I'll be here next Wednesday or whichever day you choose to listen to podcasts because, you know, the Internet's funny uh, where you can do things whenever you want. So until the next time you choose to put me in your ear holes, have a fantastical time, love the one you're with, and stay slutty.